Section 40 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Pennsylvania, Sunday, August 2. We rest at Joshua Kenny's, Walnut Bottom. My congregation might amount to 100. Our host was a whiskey maker, but now it is a house for God. In all my weakness, I am kept in perfect peace. Yesterday I visited, conversed, and prayed with Mr. Orton's family, the wife and mother. The people are serious, but the head is a man of the world. For forty years past we have preached the gospel from the mouth to the branches, and up them, of the great river Susquehanna. The fruit of our labor has begun to appear within the last five years. We shall see it yet more abundant. Monday 3 we came away to John Smith's and continued onward to Father Smith's, but came in too late for meeting. Tuesday 4. We dined at Father Bidlack's and went forward to Wilkes-Barre. The court was sitting, and a meeting was expected. My subject was, Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. They gave me the courtroom. Wednesday 5. We came along down the turnpike, and rough we found it. Farewell to Merwin's. I lodge no more there. Whiskey. Hell, as most of the taverns here are. Our Thursday's ride brought us rapidly to Lehigh. We crossed at the ford, and had little time to admire the beautiful country above and below. The Germans are decent in their behavior in this neighborhood, and would be more so were it not for vile whiskey. This is the prime curse of the United States, and will be. I fear much, the ruin of all that is excellent in morals and government in them. Lord, interpose thine arm. Lord, send thy gospel to these Germans. We lodge with George Custos, Wyoming. Friday 7. I am still. I abstain. In the evening we had an assemblage of people, and Brother Bohm spoke to them in German. Saturday 8. We visited F. Hiles on our way to A. T. Brobest's. I feel a deep concern for the old and new world. Calamity and suffering are coming upon them both. I shall make but few remarks on this unhappy subject. It is one on which the prudent will be silent. But I must needs say it is an evil day. I have written many letters of serious warning to our elders. Sunday 9. Brother Boehm preached in Dutch. I gave a few words of exhortation to the folks at J. Brobest's at the forge. W. Fox exhorted. Monday, on our way to Schoolkill, we strayed somewhat. H. Boehm preached at our kind hosts, J. Dondors, a German. Tuesday 11. We climbed and labored over the Furnace Hills to Peter Albies, a disciple of Father Boehm. Wednesday 12. We passed through Litetz, a second Bethlehem. What a lovely country we have lately seen. No slaves here. The River Lehigh has three branches, flowing from the beach or green swamp, which cross the Wyoming Turnpike to Bethlehem. This beautiful stream, according to my computation, meanders one hundred miles to its mouth, making its way, by disruptive force, as it would seem, through what is called the gap in the Blue Ridge. 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at Mother Bohm's, writing, reading, and prayer. These are my occupations and enjoyments. Sunday 16. I preached at Sauderberg's Chapel in the morning, and at Strasburg at two o'clock, and again at Bethel at six o'clock. Monday we crossed at M. Call's Ferry and came to Father Jones's. Maryland, Tuesday 18. Rode through the rain to John Lowe's. Dined, prayed, and came away to Manchester. We lodged at Rutler's, a Dutch family. Monday we came to Pipe Creek and dined with my old friend James M. Cannon. Friday we came into the camp. The meeting began yesterday. I preached to a great crowd. What good may be wrought at this meeting? Time, and especially eternity, will show. There were about one hundred tents, and often five thousand people on the ground. In four nights I suppose I have had eight hours sleep. I was greatly blessed at the sacrament. Tuesday dined at Fredericktown, and went forward to Middletown. After forty years' labor, we have a small society in this place. We gave them discourses in English and German in the evening. Wednesday toiling over the South Mountain to Snevely's. On Thursday I preached in the neat new chapel in Hagerstown, to about one hundred hearers. And after meeting, visited and tarried for the night with the widow Dowler. Our kind hostess is an afflicted woman, unable to walk, yet she enjoyeth much communion with God. On Friday we ventured upon the United States road to Cumberland, dining on our route with Rasser, whom I warned faithfully, as also Thomas Pratt and Major Briscoe, whom we visited, exhorted, and prayed with. Saturday a fatiguing ride, through oppressive heat, brought us fasting to Aquila Browns. Sunday 30. I preached in Cumberland to an attentive people, and went on to Chrisapstown, where I also bore my testimony. There might be one thousand people in the two congregations. I have little rest. We came up the mountain, dining at Musselman's, and going thence forward to Tomlinson's. There was a strange medley of preachers, drovers, beasts on four legs, and beasts made by whiskey on two, traveling on the turnpike at one time. Tuesday, September 1. A rude, rough ride brought us to Clark's, twenty-eight miles. Wednesday we met my friend Judge Van Meter, at the bottom of Laurel Hill, with five hundred fat steers from his prairie in Ohio. If he can undertake this labor, and perform it cheerfully, for the sake of gain, why should I complain of my sufferings? There are very distressing rumors abroad. My mind is fixed on, ye are of more value than many sparrows. After losing so much rest, I could have wished to sleep without annoyance from fleas or bedbugs. Two innkeepers on our route, Bisoon and Tomlinson, declare against keeping or selling liquid fire. This is great. We moved on Thursday to the Widow Henthorns, within a mile of the campground. I preached on Friday and Saturday. The ministry are instructed to be careful to preach to the soldiers, wherever opportunity offers. The Union volunteers desired a sermon, so I gave a discourse on the ground. My subject was Jeremiah 2, 
13. Monday 7. We celebrated a solemn sacrament. A simple-hearted, weeping people crowded round the table. My soul has been greatly blessed during my stay on the campground. Good, I doubt not, has been done. I have been pleased by reading, at intervals, Benson's Life of Fletcher. The man of God was worn out before he married. And where else might he have found such a nurse, and helper, and shepherdess in a wife? But possibly he would have lived longer had he traveled. Comparing myself with Fletcher, what am I, in piety, wisdom, labors, and usefulness? God be gracious to me. Tuesday 8. May I make the best of the remains of life. I presume we had 10,000 at the Liberty Camp meeting, and 5,000 at the meeting in this neighborhood of Uniontown. Forty persons came forward to enroll their names in society with us. We came away to George Hogg's, kind as can be. So indeed are the wife and sister. We entered Brownsville on Wednesday and drove to Dr. Wheeler's. Notice of our proposed meeting had not been generally given, and we had not many hearers, perhaps a hundred. I preached in Washington on Thursday on 1 Peter 3, 10-15. It was a solemn time, and indeed there was reason. Samuel Porter, a Presbyterian minister, came to meeting. Unable to sit up, he lay down upon the seat. It would appear that he is not long for this world. I lent him Fletcher's life. Friday 11. We had a suffering ride of 32 miles to the Stone Chapel on Short Creek. I preached at 4 o'clock, and there was much feeling in the congregation. I want strength and food and rest. We have serious times. It becomes us to be silent and let God judge the nations and correct the guilty. Ohio, Saturday 12. We directed our route towards the Indian Short Creek Camp Meeting. Sunday 13. We had a solemn meeting. I preached to about 3,000 people, as I judge. Monday I was called on to preach. We have had 84 tents on the ground, 450 communicants, and 40 persons have joined us. The work of God was uninterrupted, night and day and we doubt not many precious souls were converted. I shall have traveled 6,000 miles in eight months, and met in nine conferences, and have been present at ten camp meetings. Tuesday 15. We came away 30 miles to Barnesville, where I delivered my testimony. I suffer for want of rest. The Methodists seem to have almost entire influence in this town. Our chapel is 40 by 50 feet. Wednesday 16. We came through the heat to Sherricks, dined and went forward towards Wills Creek. Logs, stumps, ruts, bushes. Rough work. We arrived in the night at Waller's. Thursday 17. We set out in the rain and came 30 miles to Zanesville. I retired sick to Spangler's. We have a meeting house here, and at Fairfields. It is a time of trouble on the frontiers. The Indians have killed and scalped some whites, it is said. 
Friday 18. We attended Rush Creek Camp Meeting. The work of God during the night was awfully powerful. Many Germans present were deeply serious. Sunday 20. I preached. The whole night was spent in prayer. We had a sermon on Monday morning, and the sacrament followed. There might be 250 communicants. I had been unwell, but an emetic, taken on Saturday night, prepared me for usefulness. I lodged with Edward Teal, aged 77. I had known him 40 years. On Tuesday we passed through New Lancaster to Jesse Spungens. Wednesday 23. I preached at Stroud's Chapel, and we had an open, feeling, gracious season. I find that the mother of my host, Edward Stroud, went safe to rest last April. She was a disciple of ours, and a respectable widow in Israel. I suffer from chills. The nights are cold, and I have been much exposed. Thursday 24. We rode over to Judge Van Meter's. On Friday, I preached in the new house in Jefferson. We visited M. Dowell's and lodged with White Brown on Saturday. Sabbath 27. I preached. After meeting, I gave up and stole to my bed. My rest has been much broken for the last month in various ways, and I am feverish and have the jaw ache. Could I be less earnest when I preach, I might have less bodily suffering. But it may not be. The Ohio Conference sat from Thursday, October the 1st, to Wednesday the 7th. We had great order. The writer of this journal labored diligently, and was much assisted by the eldership in the business of the stations. He preached three times, was called upon to ordain twelve deacons, and also to ordain elders. Upon the last day, his strength failed. I want sleep, sleep, sleep. For three hours I lay undisturbed in bed, to which I had stolen on Wednesday. But they called me up to read off the stations. I have a considerable fever, but we must move. Thursday 8. We made a pretty rapid ride, 30 miles, to Purry's. Friday 9. A morning ride of 22 miles brought us over trees, stumps, and through mud holes to a house of refreshment. We fed hastily, and went into the town of Miranda, 13 miles farther. Saturday 10. We have had rain. We fed on our way, and continued onward through a great storm of thunder, lightning, and rain to Cincinnati. Oh, let us not complain when we think of the suffering, wounded, and dying, of the hostile armies. If we suffer, what shall comfort us? Let us see. Ohio will give 6,000 for her increase of members in one new district. Sabbath 11. I preached in Cincinnati. We are at low mark here this year. Perhaps they will raise the scaffolding for a new house. Kentucky. We came over to Kentucky on Monday and reached noisy Lexington. There was company enough and little quiet through the night. Tuesday 13. We rode out to the Widow Clark's to breakfast. Our ride of 26 miles brought us to lodge under the roof of the Widow Hall. Wednesday 14. We returned to Lexington in the forenoon. 
the distance gone over in the last two days and a half may be one hundred miles. I preached, but the notice had not been early, and there were few to hear. I attended Ratcliffe's chapel on Thursday, and ordained Brother Cornelius Ruddle, a local elder. He officiated in my place in the pulpit. I preached in the house of his father in 1780. How strangely I often find the lost! On Friday I preached in the representative chamber in Frankfort. I conversed with some of the respectables, and found one who had made one of my company twenty-three years ago in a journey through the wilderness. We reached Edward Talbot's on Saturday. Sabbath 18. I preached at the Brick Chapel. Monday 19. We rode twenty-four miles to breakfast with James Ward, Goose Creek, Jefferson County. I preached the funeral of his son. Here I saw some of my ancient brethren and sisters, and the children of others of them. Tuesday 20. Came to Brunerstown. We had preaching in German and English. We dined with Mr. Conrad's kind family. There are some of Otterbein's and Swoop's people hereabouts. I was called to visit friend Whips in a dropsy. We came down to Bear Grass Creek. What is called the Bear Grass Settlement is the garden of the state. It is a low, level country, and in wet seasons must be sickly, as it is now. I saw a native of Saxony who had lately arrived, and had joined us. Oh, what a work has there been among the Germans, and would more abundantly have been had they had the discipline of the Methodists. Wednesday 21 I preached in Louisville at eleven o'clock in our neat brick house, thirty-four by thirty-eight feet. I had a sickly, serious congregation. This is a growing town, and a handsome place, but the falls or ponds make it unhealthy. We lodged at Forkworths. Thursday 22. Breakfasted at B. Shavely's, five miles on our route. We worried and plunged through the deep roads, thence towards the barrens and happily took the road newly cut through the woods, and found a shelter for the night with a Brother Hawkins. Friday 23. We came on to Elizabeth, county town of Hardin. A little milk, morning and evening, served us for food. We lodged beyond Elizabeth with Father Gilliland, whose father and grandfather were killed by the Indians. Himself, until lately, has always been a frontier man, and greatly exposed. Saturday 24. We set out and reached Mr. Woodson's to lodge. I am greatly supported by God, both in body and mind. A prize. A book found in the pocket of Mr. Witz after his death. Baxter's Poor Man's Family Book. The old gentleman had a good guide, and doubtless died in peace. I am indebted to the son for this excellent work. Sabbath 25. We have an awful storm. Preached in Mr. Woodson's house. A Mr. Locke was present. One of the kindest Baptists I have met with. Monday came to Allen's to dinner, and kept on to James Strangfield's. Tuesday we crossed Barren River, rising swiftly. A ride through the rain brought us to Edward Porter's. Wednesday visited David Porter from Elk Ridge in Maryland. Thursday we rode thirty miles to Brother Gwynne's. 
Friday we came away late to Nashville, stopping on our way to speak to the widow Bowen, the daughter of my ancient friend, the late General Russell. This lady hath three daughters who profess religion. Surely we have not prayed in vain. We found the river high on Saturday. Mr. Hobbs, the jailer, kindly took us in. But we are not prisoners, but of hope, but of the Lord. Sabbath, November 1. I preached in the new neat brick house, 34 feet square, with galleries. Twelve years ago I preached in the old stone house, taken down since to make a site for the state house. The latter house exceeds the former in glory, and stands exactly where our house of worship should by right have stood. But we bear all things patiently. This is a Pentecostal day to my soul. Hail, all hail, eternal glory. Monday 2. We left our lodging in the jailhouse and came away to Green Hills. Tuesday, busy in writing. I conclude that next year we shall visit and hold a conference in Mississippi, if so directed and permitted. Wednesday we had an appointment in the neat little brick house, town of Franklin, upon Harper River. After meeting the society, we hasted away to escape the rain. The storm in the night was made awful by the thunder and lightning. We have a brick house in the town, and a frame one five miles out. I find old acquaintances here from Virginia and North Carolina. I preached on Thursday to a small congregation at Green Hills. Friday, after meeting at Nashville, we went forward to Benjamin Maxey's. We held a meeting here, and I was expected to occupy the pulpit. We stayed on Saturday at the Widow Bowen's on Manscoe's Creek. Sabbath 8. I preached at Bowen's Chapel, baptized a few subjects, and gave three exhortations. I had aid from God. If the Lord means to make us instruments for good, we are wanted here and at Natchez. Monday 9. We started away in the rain to James Gwynn's. Tuesday we opened our conference in great peace. Forty deacons were ordained, and ten elders. The traveling and local ministry amounts to sixty-two. The net increase, after allowing for death and removal, two. We came away after a peaceful close of our labors on Tuesday following to John M. Gies, thirty-three miles. Wednesday to Garrett's. Thursday to Gibson's. Friday to Jack's, forty-five miles, arriving in the night. Oh, the rocks, hills, ruts, and stumps! My bones! My bones! Saturday 21. We had a quiet, leisurely ride of thirty-one miles to Winton's. Driving my sulky over such roads, and through such uncommon colds, causes me to suffer deeply for the last few days. I am comforted with an increase of eight thousand in the Tennessee Conference. If we meet the Mississippi Conference, as appointed, in November 1813, we shall have gone entirely round the United States in forty-two years. But there will be other states. Well, God will raise up men to make and to meet conferences in them also, if we remain faithful as a people. Monday 23 We came through the rain to Knoxville and lodged with Father Wagner, one of Otterbein's men. Tuesday arrived in Dandridge, we drove to Fouts.
it is excessively cold. It was my occupation to baptize six of the eight children of our host. Wednesday we crossed French Broad at Seaham's Ferry, and forded Pigeon River near its mouth on our way to James Gilliland's. We came into our station for the night almost stiff with the cold. Sabbath 29. I preached, and so also did Bishop M. Kendry. Henry Boehm exhorted. I found a relief to my cold in a few grains of tartar emetic. God hath wrought upon the vilest of the vile in the fork of pigeon and French broad rivers, and he will yet do wonders. Monday 30. We stopped at Michael Bollins on our route, where I gave them a discourse on Luke 11, 11 through 13. Why should we climb over the desperate spring and paint mountains when there is such a fine new road? We came on Tuesday a straight course to Barrett's, dining in the woods on our way. North Carolina, Wednesday, December 2. We went over the mountain, 22 miles to Killians. Thursday 3. Came on through Buncombe to Samuel Edney's. I preached in the evening. We have had plenty of rain lately. Friday, I rest. Occupied in reading and writing. I have great communion with God. I preached at Father Mills's. Saturday 5. We scale the mountain. The rise may be a quarter of a mile, the descent much more gradual, and about a mile in length. We had a keen cold wind, mingled with snow. Green River was full and rapid, but Little Fox darted like a fish up the stream. We stopped at Marvell Mills's, chilled indeed. South Carolina, Sabbath 6. I preached at Mills's Chapel. After meeting we went home with John Mills, White Oak Creek. Ah, John, thy pious, praying mother. Think often of her. Monday, a bitter cold ride of forty miles brought us to Father Francis Waters's. Oh, warm room, and kind old Virginians. Our host has twelve children of eighteen, once living. Tuesday, eight. Came to Broad River. We found Smith's ford deep enough, but Fox turned his fearless breast up the stream, and brought me swiftly and safely through the swell of waters. He is a noble beast. We dined in the woods and stopped at Esquire Leach's. Brandy and the Bible were both handed me. One was enough. I took but one. End of section 40. Recording by Brian Keenan.